Happy New Year from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast and your host, Craig Ansell. We are working really hard over here at Craig Ansell LLC to give you some of the best tips and techniques to move forward in the new year with success. Today's show is no different. Episode 186, Earn More in 2024, How to Get a Raise. Now, pump the brakes. If you wish I would have said that last year when you had your performance review, well, I have some other shows that you can go back and listen to to see where you can improve. But today's show is to help you move your feet forward in a new, fresh, powerful direction that really is with confidence. Stay tuned so you can learn tips and techniques to earn more in 2024. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back. It's Craig Ansell from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. We're celebrating over here as we roll into 186. That's right, episode 186. And it's all about you. Earn more in 2024. How to get a raise. No, there's really no secret tips or anything like that. I'm just going to give you some tips and techniques that have worked for me and worked for countless other people. You know, being in the position of being an individual contributor, the provider, Uh, The producer at a company is one thing, but having worked with dozens of companies, human resource professionals, recruiters, hiring managers, and acting managers, I know what's on their minds. And that goes from small businesses, entrepreneurial businesses like mine, all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. I'm going to share with you some of the conversations we've had over the years, what's on their minds, what they're looking for, and try to demystify how to get a raise, hopefully a strong, powerful raise in your next upcoming performance review. So with that said, let's get to it. I think the first thing that should be on our list is some self-reflection. You know, It's one thing to review ourselves and feel that we have certain strengths or weaknesses, if you will, but it's another to get that feedback from your supervisor, team leader, or manager. So with that said, did you have an end-of-year performance review? If so, what were your highlights and what were your lowlights? Yes, you can think of them as strengths and weaknesses if you wish. Highlights and lowlights just sounds a little bit more professional. Now, speaking of strengths and weaknesses, I use a lot of acronym tools here on my podcasts, this one being Career Growth Made Easy and my new show, Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. But I also use these acronym tools during my premium coaching with one-on-one clients. There's one acronym I use that I'll share today is called SWAT. But before you start thinking about it and wondering what does SWAT stand for, S-W-O-T, Think about this. Switch gears and think about your vehicle. Most vehicles have a windshield and a rear window. 
More often than not, the front windshield is larger than the rear. Why do you think that is? Well, you use the front windshield more than the rear, so you should have more surface area, more availability to look out the front. You may need occasionally to look out the side mirrors or the rearview mirror, but how frequently do you use those devices, the side mirrors and the rear mirror, looking back, glancing back? You shouldn't be staring, not for a long period anyway. If you're the driver of a vehicle and you take a long stare back, you could get into trouble by not watching out what's in front of you. As our confidence in driving grew as we first started the process and to where we are now, we likely learned to scan all our mirrors and windows. For the windshield, we don't look out aimlessly, do we? No, we should be scanning the roadway, scanning ahead. And I'd like to think of it as three stages. Your first, your immediate stage, is looking for immediate threats or concerns. Then there's a mid-distance scan as well as the full-distance scan. Sounds simple, right? Well, let's illustrate that before we go back into some of the additional training today. For the initial scan, you want to take a look at your immediate distances for vehicles that are in front of you that maybe could cause a collision if we don't act quickly, if we don't slow down, come to a full stop, or perhaps we switch gears, switch lanes, and accelerate to pass them. For the mid-range scan, I'd say we're looking for traffic lights or stop signs ahead so we can continue to plan at our exist, you know, continue to uh, drive at our existing rate of speed, or we could prepare to stop. Now, on the long-distance approach, the long-distance scan, maybe you could think of it as looking for upcoming exit signs, business signs. Maybe you're uh, scanning the road to say, hey, can I see a gas station down there in the distance, that restaurant, that shop, that mall it was targeting? So you've got your initial scan for immediate harm, immediate threats, immediate actions, your mid-range scan for planning ahead in the next possibly few seconds, and then the long-range scan. If you've driven on the highway at any time or been driven on the highway, I think you can identify with these uh, immediate, mid, and long-range scans. Now, trust me, I haven't lost my mind for 2024. It's the new year, yes, we're celebrating, but trust me, there's a reason why I'm talking about this. Now that we've got an understanding of those three range topics, let's switch gears back talking about jobs and careers using SWAT. And again, that was SWOT, not the police department, da, 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 SWAT, it's SWOT, all right? Here's the deal with SWAT. The S does stand for strengths and the W for weaknesses. O, opportunities, and T, threats. If you were to search SWOT, online, you'd likely see a lot of SWOT business analysis references. This is sometimes used when businesses are considering purchasing other businesses or working with those businesses, and you want to run a SWOT analysis to see basically what they're good at, where their areas of weakness are, if they have any competitor threats, things of that nature. So starting with your SWOT, what strengths do you feel you possess? That's where your self-reflection comes in. I think it's important to identify where you feel your strengths are, because if you have had a performance review, that discussion has likely come up or it will come up in the future. Your strengths need to be aligned with your key skills, your key abilities, and the things you use to produce or to create service for your company. Hopefully, your strengths are honestly and accurately aligned with the way your company sees them, such as your supervisor, your manager, your team leader. 
over my years of working in a variety of industries, I had a number of different performance reviews with my leadership. And one such review was about ranking my strengths and also discussing my weaknesses. Now, I'm going to stop you before we talk about ranking my strengths. I'm going to talk about weaknesses. I'd mentioned this on a prior show, but I had been working with someone that was having difficulty finding a job, and they were having very limited success on their interviews or during their interviews. Many times they were not offered a uh, position, or if they were, it was a very lowball offer. And I asked them to walk through one of their recent interviewing sessions with me, and they actually told me that they did not have any weaknesses, and that caught me off guard. They seemed like a relatively confident person, but to to flag that you don't have any weaknesses, at least I feel, is a mistake. And the way I looked about it with them or went about it was, hey, do you have more than one strength? Yes, I do. Okay. Think of it differently then if you don't like the word weakness. Think of it as your least strength. Meaning, if you have two strengths, rank them in order. No two can be on the same level. You have some strengths that are in the 90, 95% range out of 100. You have some strengths that are in the 80 range and so forth. Whatever is your least strength, then therefore becomes your weakness. It's a funny way to do things, your strengths and your least strength. But I've been able to use it for a few people that weren't aware they had weaknesses or perhaps knew they had weaknesses but didn't want to share them. They're kind of caught off guard by that question. And it might sound funny, but we all have certain tells, certain things that we do during interviews that might no, might show uh, highlight our strengths or it actually might open up uh, a wound or a tear from our past, from our performance of our past jobs and highlight a weakness. And if that does happen, we should be aware of what our weaknesses are, or at least what we believe they are, so that we can discuss them. Because not only do you want to identify your weakness, you want to have a plan to work on it and improve it, making it one of your strengths over time. So going back to your strengths, okay, S-W-O-T, what are your strengths? What do you feel they are? This takes really good time. This is a good time during this podcast for you just to kind of, uh, you know, bump some things around in your mind and think about it. What are you good at? Are you good at communicating? good at listening, organizing, really great running service calls. Are you great with physical organizations of, you know, products, tooling, materials, documentation? Maybe it's not physical and it's electronic. You're really great with software and organizing administrative tasks, um, company activity plans, things of that nature. You have to decide what your strengths are. And if you're not sure, talk to some family members, friends, colleagues, coworkers, uh, you know, schoolmates, classmates, whatever the case may be, depending on what walk of life you're in, and see what they would say. Then you could compare your list of couple strengths, strengths to them and see what they think. Then on the weakness side, I would say the same thing. Once you believe you have a good list of two or three strengths or weaknesses each, compare that to when you have your performance review, or if you've had a recent performance review or multiple that you've stored up over historically, go ahead and take a look at that. See where you feel you stand. See where you align with what other people, such as a supervisor, team leader, and manager see. The reason why I called today's show Earn More in 2024, How to Get a Raise, you see, it's not about how we feel, and it's really not about exactly how we view ourselves. Yes, it's important we need to be in touch with ourselves, that self-reflection we just walked through, but it's really 
more important about how others view us when it comes to our jobs and our careers. We could think we're the best thing since sliced bread. We could think we walk on water. We could think we're the best performer in the world. But if your company, if your manager, your immediate director, supervisor doesn't, then that's all that matters. Now, hey, I know there's going to be some conflicts of interest, some personality conflicts out there that will cause certain people to not be appreciated as much as they should be or to be respected as much when it comes to you know, earning performance reviews and earning raises or uh, receiving extra benefits. For those kind of conflicts, that's, this show is not directly addressing that. But overall, if you are in a position that is a willing, a management position that's willing to recognize you for your strengths, for your accomplishments, then this is really what today's show is about. Now that we move on from strengths and weaknesses, we should be aligning with what your management and what your leadership are thinking and saying of you. The next thing on the SWAT radar list is the O for opportunity. This is where you could potentially earn more in 2024 or beyond by seeking leadership roles, more difficult tasks, activities, or projects that perhaps other people are shying away from or that you yourself have decided not to pursue in the past because it was thought to be too difficult, you weren't knowledgeable or capable to do that activity, task, or procedure, or it was something well outside your comfort zone. You don't want to overlook that, oh, that opportunity. There potentially are positions out there of leadership, supervision, um, what else? Activities that are more senior level activities for you that if you just ignore year after year, you're going to follow the insanity principle, and that is expecting different results, but by doing the same things. Insanity principle, expecting different results while doing the same things. In other words, something needs to change. You can't have all constants. If you have constants, very little will change. But if you make changes, then there's the opportunity to improve your life, your job, your career, and potentially with that pay and or different benefits. So that kind of covers the O. Then with regards to the T, that's the threat for SWAT. It doesn't apply too much right now, but if you're up against a role and it's a single role for promotion or leadership, then even though you have colleagues, friends that you know may work with you and you encourage them and you both want to you know go after this role together, you kind of self-encourage, guys, I think you and I should go after this. One of us should get it. That's great. I recommend that to be you know peers and be uh, supportive of each other. But in the end, Anybody that is running against the same role, the same position as you is actually a threat. I don't mean it in the physical sense, but I mean it in the sense of the position. The position's only open for one and one person will get it. So will that be you? Will that be a colleague? You'll have to decide. But the biggest thing about earning more into 2024 is making sure you are providing value. After we talked about the SWAT now, the strength, the weakness, the opportunity, the threat, one thing that I want to use as another tool, which is really going to help wrap up today's show, and it really, I think, cement things in for us, is the acronym WIFM, W-I-I-F-M, W-I-I-F-M, and that stands for What's In It For Me. Many, many times we say, what's in it for me, right? What am I going to make? What are they going to compensate me? How am I, what benefits will I have? What am I going to get? Well, that's fine when it's truly about us, you and I, but in this case, we're flipping with them on its side, and we're going to look at it from your company, your employer standpoint. We need to think about the value that we're bringing to the role, to the company that you've been hired to, 
right? Back when you got hired, back when you started your job, why did they hire you? Was it, was it because a friend worked there and it was a reference? Was it because you interviewed really well? Did you state you had certain characteristics and qualities or skill sets above and beyond those of others? Kind of think back to that time. Now, if you've been at your job for quite some time, it might be you know difficult to think that back. But what we're trying to do right here with this WIFM is think about the current role you have. Maybe you've progressed in your job since you were first hired. And good for you. That's great to move forward, have some advancement. But if you want to continue to move forward into higher paying roles, potentially leadership managerial roles, you need to remember WIFM along with SWAT. That WIFM is saying, what, for my case, okay, Craig, what have you done for us lately as a company? And what are you doing for me? I'm your immediate manager. What are you doing for me and my group to help showcase your skills and our group's skills? How are we outperforming other teams in similar situations? What's going to make the needle move in our group? What type of metric is involved? Is it sales? Is it customer service? Is it um, product returns? Product repair? Is it giving customer service advice over the phone for some type of technology? Are you giving guidance, something you know on the internet? What is it you're doing? What's important to your company? Now, you might be shaking your head going, Craig, the dollar. It's always about the dollar, revenue, income, sales. Yes, that's true. But, but give, me, give me a moment to, to explain. While it's about the dollar, there's a number of ways the dollar can be spent, and it can be also wasted. It can be consumed within a company, such as overhead costs, administrative costs, time spent waiting for printers to warm up, time spent on customer service calls for returns or product repairs or providing service, things that you might notice that other people don't that are repetitive. If you can identify weaknesses in your company's performance internally, where you get a lot of customer complaints or comments on certain things, for example, unclear instruction manuals or uh, manuals that are missing documentation or pages, or you know you have a product deficiency where there's updates or recalls or returns, these things help save companies thousands, tens of thousands, and in some cases, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars if caught early on. So from your viewpoint, your specific viewpoint, no matter if you're in an entry-level role or you've advanced in your into you know, a more seasoned role, what are you seeing as a strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat within your company? And then remember, above all things, with him, what's in it for me, but flip it on its side, flip it on its head. What does your manager, your supervisor, your company need to see? What do they want from you? What's in it for them? If you can think about those two things going into 2024, it will give you a new viewpoint, a new way to look at things, a new vision. Instead of looking back in the mirror where you failed, where you made mistakes, that small windshield, that small rear view mirror, that small side view mirror, use your front windshield, look ahead, do the immediate scan. What's going on today? What's going on this week? What things do I need to solve? What have maybe been mid-range items, some repetitive things, some uh, challenges we face that are nuisances? And then long-term, you know, over the last year, I remember this happening every couple months, and it seemed to be a really big trigger point for our company. There were a lot of internal discussions. We had some management meetings, some emergency meetings, and our company noted putting in overtime to resolve this problem. 
maybe that item there or those items could become the long-term planning, right? Where you're looking out down down the highway and you're saying, hey, what's coming up in the next couple miles? In this case, maybe the next couple months, you know, using that as a, a different comparison. So immediate, midterm, and long-term. What are your plans for success for this year to polish your strengths, improve your weaknesses, keep your eyes open on the horizon for those opportunities, and then work with colleagues when it comes time for you know performance reviews or potential opportunities for advancement. But remember, in your back of your head, if there's only one role open or a limited number of roles open, if more than one person applies, unfortunately, your colleagues, even if they're friends of yours, could become threats in the sense of filling that, that workplace role and you not achieving it. So do your best to polish your skills, strengthen your weaknesses, and see where you're going in 2024. I hope today's show has helped you, given you some different thought as we start out the new year. 186, earn more in 2024, how to get a raise. I'm Craig Ansell, your host, and this is the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Please, whatever platform you're listening on, stop and leave a review. We would oh so appreciate it because it helps us grow. We know what feedback you're thinking about where you want us to go for future episodes and content, but also our listeners get to see what you've truly thought of our show. And I mentioned it earlier, please stop by Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. We're on Spotify, Apple, and starting to expand to some other channels. It's a relatively new show with close to a dozen episodes out, but it gives us a different way to transmit our message. One with career growth, starting out entry-level positions, maybe a few years of experience, and then as you grow in your career experience, switch over to Career Advancement. It's a complimentary show. God bless you. Have a great 2024 and happy new year, my career growth made easy listeners. 